Here we go. I didn't even realize we were on there. <laughs> Here we go. Another thing. Here, what we're going to talk about today is repositioning the competition. How do we separate ourselves from the competition without trashing the competition? Such a good topic. Welcome back, my friends. As part of the Sales Chatter Book Club today, um, we are going to be talking about Chapter 8 in Positioning the Battle for Your Mind. Um, this chapter was... Sorry, I got my chair squeaking today, and I apologize for all y'all. Um, this chapter was really cool, and, and really cool because I'm sure a lot of you these days are entering um, the realm where there's a little bit more difficulty getting into companies, right? Like shipping is slowed down. A lot of companies are taking care of their incumbents right now. So for us as a new logistics rep trying to get in, sometimes it's very difficult to separate ourselves from the competition. And, you know, when I look at this idea of repositioning, um, something that is so, like, just so vivid to me. Um, bear with me one second here. I'm going to pull something up that I think would be uh, super cool. Um, but the idea of repositioning ourselves and there we go. So the idea of repositioning ourselves and really repositioning what we sell, right? So if you remember in the last chapter, we talking about these chronos, right? So these, these pockets in essence, um, for all of you that haven't read the book, it, the, a chrono or a gap is a pocket in business where it's this blue ocean is what they call. So you've probably heard the term red ocean, blue ocean, right? Um, if you're in like, uh, the world of website builders, right? There's WordPress, there's ClickFunnels, there's Groove, there's, there's Kartra, there's all these different Wix, there's uh GoDaddy drag and drop. Builders. So if, if you position yourself in this world of drag and drop website builders, you're in a red ocean because these ginormous companies, hundreds of millions of dollars and are up against you, right? Um, right now we're facing, we we're looking at it with Bridger, right? We're in we're carving out a section of the CRM market that's a kernel and carving out that section allows us to, to operate in a blue ocean as opposed to saying, Hey, our biggest competition is Salesforce. Salesforce isn't even our competition, but when you think of CRM, you think Salesforce, right? So this is really what this repositioning chapter is talking about. So the first thing when he says, when he goes right into it, he says, listen, there's a plethora of products in every category. How does a company use advertising to blast its way into the mind? The basic underlining marketing strategy has got to be reposition the competition. Um, you know, you, you've all probably been on a call where you're talking about your competition. And, you know, we know as professionals in any sales career, you don't trash the competition, right? And so as I'm reading this book, it's going through all the different things about an old idea and how do you overturn it? And how do you create your own kind of chronology? How do you create your own gap in the market? And when we look at creating our own gap in the market, I stopped and I started to really think, okay, how do you, the logistics sales rep, how did I, a logistics sales rep, carve my own piece of the market out? And because I, I wanted to make sure like when we when we're doing these book reviews right that we, we relate it back to what you're going through on a daily basis so you the logistics rep how are you what are you facing in today's market that's going to you know help you 
take this information and use it. And, and the best thing I came up with when we were talking about repositioning, right, is the competition is selling freight, right? Like the competition is competition is selling, pick up your delivery here. This is the freight we're selling. When I switched about 15 years ago in my business, when I switched from selling freight to selling image, credibility, and brand, I actually unconsciously, because I 15 years ago, I wasn't aware of this like blue ocean, red ocean, this crevo or crevo or, or caveat or, you know, pocket, whatever you want to call it, where we carve out ourselves. I understood niches and niches were very interesting because I had people that I had friends that were in like aerospace and all this kind of stuff, but you're still moving freight from A to B. So what I found is the conversation kept being that AB conversation. And when you're having AB conversations and everyone else is having AB conversations, they all kind of mesh, right? And I'm sure all of you can realize that. So what I realized in the AB conversation is what if I went D to C and I'm going, oh, that's a good one. Or even, you know, D to W. So I'm pulling the prospect right out. So I used to say things like, you know what, Mr. Prospect or Mrs. Prospect, I have no interest in freight. What I'm looking at is how can I enhance your image, your credibility, and your brand? So you see, I'm selling image and credibility and brand, and that sale is wrapped, the underlining process. So the freight is wrapped in image, credibility, and brand. And that really is what I see anyways when we're talking about, like they go into aspirin and they go into Tylenol and all this stuff. And I'll share the aspirin one with you because I think it's, it's one that we can all really like look at whereas like the lennox one or the american vodka ones it's to me it didn't really resonate um and this is one thing ryan and i were talking about is is this book's a, a little old the marketing strategies are timeless but it's a little old so you know the idea becomes or the strategy becomes when you're selling if you're selling freight you're selling what everyone else is selling so if you look at probably one of the greatest um success stories of this for our time um happens in happened in the digital marketing space right so in digital marketing you have like you know again i said wordpress wix all these drag and drop website builders right when click funnels create got created it's another drag and drop website builder but what russell brunson did one of the co-founders click funnels he said we're going to market it as a funnel not a website so he he did things like websites are dead funnels are the new website so what he did is he carved out his own blue ocean inside of this red ocean of website builders, right? So most people, when they think website builders, they think of WordPress, right? So he carved out his section. And that's what I did in logistics is I went in and I said, okay, well, I'm not looking at selling freight because anyone can move freight from A to B. But how many people do it with your image, your credibility, and your brand as the paramount focus? Right. And it's kind of like what I said in my show yesterday when I was talking about, you know, that perspective changes. So if, if you're not understanding and you're not really understanding the goals, the desires, the KPIs, the mandates of your customers, we're constantly making the wrong decision. We think we're making the right decision, but if, if our decision is going to get us here and the customer customer wants to go here, we're making the wrong decision, right? You and I both know that you get in your car and you say, you're going to your buddy's place, which is Southwest and you go Northeast. 
you're making the wrong decision to get where you want to go. Right. And, and vice versa, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. So if you don't know the market you're going after, you won't be able to carve out this little section. But again, think of things like image credibility and brand status these kind of things help steal the image credibility and brand angle because that to me is one of the best angles that to me i mean who doesn't want image credibility and brand in their company right who, who wants to walk into a meeting with their executives from a corporate perspective and say hey i've got this great idea and somebody say yeah yeah, we're going to go something else because you know what? Your ideas aren't very good or your ideas never really pan out, right? You want that credibility. You want that image. You want that brand in the company where you say, hey, I want to bring this person in and this person's going to do this, this, and this. And this is really what I think is going to happen. And I can guarantee that because you have that image, credibility, and brand built, you can do that. So everybody wants this, right? Like, again, we go back to the baseline of what sales and marketing is. It's an increase in status. Now, some people might say, no, 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 Dan, it's absolutely not. But when you, when you look at the, the nucleus of why we do things, it's status. And it's actually why we don't do things is status as well. And you know, it was interesting. There was an interesting report out, and I believe it was Gallup that put it out, where they said, you know, this idea of status is actually what makes us a lot of our decisions. So do we join that training course? Because it's going to decrease our status because it's admitting it just in, from the human psyche, it's admitting that we need help. We need training. But if we get this help, when we're done, our status is going to be here. So what we're doing is we're like, we're constantly upgrading our status. It's why a lot of people that might be able to afford Ferraris don't buy Ferraris because they feel, believe it or not, they feel their status will diminish if they buy a Ferrari because of, well, my friends will say, oh, here you go, look at you. And there's all these other like things that come up and the thought process is crazy as it is, is like, we're gonna reduce, it, the status is gonna be reduced. You know, just interesting. I have a, I have a, I had a good friend of mine. Um, we used to hang out every day. And one of his things was for pretty much his entire life, he wanted a 911 Carrera. And he wanted the, you know, pretty much the fast one. When he finally made this decision, it was the GT4, I think, or GTS4 or whatever model it was. And he went out and bought it. And I tell you, um, it was almost as if he was embarrassed about it when he first got it. And I remember getting in and I'm like, man, this is beautiful. He's like, yeah, but, you know, I don't want to take it to work. Go, well, why don't you want to take it to work? Because, well, you know, the employees are going to think I make too much money. I go, but you're the owner of the company. And you've had the company for 35 years. Like if somebody's been working with you for three years and you've had the company for 35, well, put in 10 times that amount, put your house in line, and then, you know, come back and see, you understand the psychology, right? So he wanted this vehicle. This was his dream. This was his desire. And because of a decrease in status, the perception of buying it would decrease his status with a lot of the people in his circle. He didn't get it for a long time until he finally broke that status plunge. And then he started, started taking it to places. So when, and, and again, this is kind of a sidebar to the positioning book, but it, it, it's something you really need to understand as a sales rep is you are dealing in status all day long, every day, status, status, status. If you can raise your team status, then that's a good thing. That's a beautiful thing. So going back to the positioning though, is 
really stop and look and do yourself the favor today even stop and look and think to yourself okay if i change what i sell because the end result is you're selling freight right you're moving freight from a to b right the end result with click funnels is they're a drag and drop web builder but it's it's all about that front piece of the business and that front piece of its business is are they selling themselves as a drag and drop web builder no they're selling them as funnels the way to market and get better customers customers faster and put customers into your funnel so they're selling it as a funnel tool to get more business as opposed to a website builder but in the end in the essence the baseline is it's all website builders so we are sitting here with like 1.86 million sales reps just in north america or something crazy in logistics all of them are selling freight so how are you going to carve out that little pocket in the market to sell something else right it's, it's a big reason i created the sell something else masterclass where you can learn how to sell something other than freight freight is the end result but you're not leading with it into the beginning of the of the thing because everyone is selling freight sell something else sell something different it's, it's you know seth Godin came up with the purple cow marketing strategy like how are you that purple cow in the field where everybody goes by and they go what the hell is that a purple cow like that's part of the strategy of what repositioning the competition is not saying the competition sucks but saying like perfect perfect thing was for tylenol so listen to this um tylenol went out and burst the aspirin bubble okay so what it says here is for millions who should not take aspirin tylenol's ad said this if your stomach is easily upset if you have an ulcer or if you suffer from asthma allergies iron deficiency anemia it would be it make good sense to check with your doctor before you take aspirin aspirin can irritate the stomach lining continued the tylenol ad triggering asthmatic or allergic reactions that cause small of amounts of hidden gastrointestinal bleeding okay now listen to this fortunately there's tylenol so if you listen to that ad or that sales pitch that i just went they went 60 words before mentioning their product okay so let's look at this from a logistics perspective right Mr. and Mr. Mrs. Prospect. My name is Dan. I'm calling from High Performance Logistics Sales. I don't want to talk to you about freight. You probably have a multitude of companies that have their own bent pros and cons. So I'm not putting the competition down, but I'm saying you have your own pros and cons with those companies. These companies have probably, you've had some great experiences and some probably really bad experiences. I understand it. So again, I'm not trashing anybody but I'm, I'm repositioning myself with the competition. So that traffic manager has had, or logistic manager, VP, whatever, blah, 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 has had bad experiences with X kind of people, right? Brokers. Now, how do you transition that? So I understand that. What my focus is, is image credibility and brand. My focus is, is raising your image, your credibility and your personal brand in your company. That's the nucleus of where all our decision-making capabilities comes from so because of that we would like to see if you're interested in having a conversation with us now do you see i never mentioned freight i'm selling their image credibility and brand so what i'm doing is i'm taking the 
oh, you might have had this pain. You might have had that pain. They're never directly saying aspirin sucks. And I'm never saying your comp, your, your present incumbent suck. I'm saying this has probably happened. That has probably happened. Have you ever experienced this? Have you ever experienced that? Do you have an easily upset stomach? Do you, and I'm saying that fortunately I sell image credibility and brand. Fortunately, there's Tylenol. So you see that I believe, especially now, like we are in a position right now in the market. I think it's, I honestly think um, it's one of the greatest positions we can be in as the new generation of brokers. And I, I don't say that from an age perspective. I say that from a mental perspective and the new generation of brokers truly care for their customers' results. And I think that's what's the difference. If you truly care for your customers' results, if you truly want to help your customers succeed and help your customers achieve their goals, and I suggest that is your approach from here on out. Zig Ziglar said it best. You help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. Forget about that commission thought. Forget about it all. It will come. The pay will come. But the results need to come as well. And when you have conversations that do not represent what everybody else is saying, those conversations stick out. When you reposition the competition instead of trash the competition, then your results start climbing. So again, this chapter is absolutely spectacular. Y'all got to get a hold of it. Remember, go out there, make everyday educational and crush your sales, my friends. We'll see you next week. 